Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lunnan. And this is Volume Up by the Tees. It is spring break. Can you see the sun beaming in the windows? I'm in Florida. I can see the sun for sure. Mm-hmm. I do not see a beach in the background. So mm. you are inside, indoors. I'm inside. The away pool from is fam. back there. <laughs> um, and all of the family is at the beach. And I'm podcasting with my favorite podcast co-host. Well, we thank you for your time. Uh, <laughs> we'll hurry this up and you can get back to family and well, sunshine. Yeah, it turns out I'm not a sunshine gal. So all good. Maybe I want out. Are you a sunshine beach kind of guy? Uh, I mean, I like the beach if it's in front of me. I'm not okay. going to go out of my way to go to the beach, if that makes mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's like we're doing it, then by golly, then you're I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to get too sandy. That's my whole thing. I'm, I, I feel like as a kid, were you one of the kids that freaked out if they like got sand on them? You're not. No, no, no. no I feel I like I kid. still am. So I'm sort of oh. like, Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine if it's like we're on uh, a beach blanket, we're enjoying yeah. ourselves, but like but don't put water. Don't I, no, yeah. You gotta commit to it, right? So, like, yeah, sand in my toes, beer in my hand, neither. <laughs> no sand in my toes, and I don't like beer. So I'm more of a like from the air conditioned sort of patio with a mm. freezing cold Chardonnay in my hand. Kind mm. of somebody needs to write a country song about that. Yeah, uh, I would listen. Like I got the air conditioning blasting with a Chardonnay in my hand. Like that's what we're going for. Uh, Some realism. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, talking about realism, tell us about your last interview. That was a great one. Yeah, we had an interesting conversation with two folks um, on different ends of the spectrum, not to both sides the heck out of this podcast, but we thought that it was important to sort of present what it is that folks are saying across aisles. Uh, And yeah, so if you liked our interview with Katie Raposa, who is the advocacy program manager at PBA, and Mike Vandenabeel on licensing within the industry, make sure to go subscribe, rate, review to the podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all of the places at read the teas and send in questions to volumeupthetees.com. All right. I loved it. And then let's get to it. On today's episode, I spoke with George Papa Nicholas, the celebrity colorist to celebrities who only need a first name, Kim, Courtney, Madonna, Brittany, Haley, The list could literally go on and on. And he was so fascinating. We talked about making his way in the celebrity world. Uh, We also talked about all of the amazing innovation that is happening with Matrix, both already launched in March, still coming up in 2021. And we even got into a little bit of his more than a side hustle, side hustle on how he really takes his creativity to the next level with that as well. So chock full of uh, Easter eggs and goodies. So excited for everyone to hear this interview. All right. So before we get there, we've got to talk a little bit about some of our rants. Like what's been on your mind? I mean, we're coming hot off of Easter. Tell me the Easter bunny brought your daughter. Too much damn candy. <laughs> um, she, oh, I mean, mostly it was for me. Uh, we That's don't true. give her a ton. We mm-hmm. give her a little bit. She gets a little bit of mm-hmm. chocolate, but now it's all just sitting around taunting me. Um, which mm-hmm. is unfair, even though I bought it and I knew that this was going to happen, you know? I mean, it's I a real problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done myself so dirty, but I did. Yeah. And I like a Reese's Easter egg, like not the Same. big ones. The big mm-hmm. ones, they gross me out. If you're a fan, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it, it, it's like too much, but it's the little ones. 
Oh my god, it's like the perfect ratio. But of are they to peanut butter? Okay, they're not the crunchy little ones, but no, they're no, like no, the no, shape of an Easter egg. Okay, those shape of Easter egg, Reese disfowl. <laughs> unforgivable okay. <laughs> um like those little nestle crunch no, eggs no need trash. don't even go there but mm-hmm. if it's a reese's peanut butter egg again the teeny ones not the big ones that are flat okay i feel like you're the it. guy that also gets the big hollowed out chocolate bunny i've been known mm-hmm. to do that um we <laughs> did it for my daughter we thought that that was going to be fun she didn't really want to break the bunny if you yeah. can imagine i mean yeah. um but but those are delicious too. I mean, that that's a fun texture for chocolate. Usually mm-hmm. I'm all about Easter candy. I'm all about candy. No, I know. Like this know. is your candy holiday. So my kids are like, yes, into candy here and there, but mm-hmm. you know, what's hot. You know, what's hot right now is there is a national shortage on football and baseball cards, national worldwide shortage. So I'm embarrassed to even say at the lengths of which we may have. I was going to say, we, we've, we've heard a mm-hmm. bit on the podcast mm-hmm. about you going yeah. and waiting. So yeah. you're trying to tell us that it's now there's, <laughs> please, please go on. <laughs> that's, that's worthy of a rant. It's continuing. Uh, my husband brought the scored squares of baseball or whatever it is, football cards all the way from our home down here. So the Easter bunny, which we're not really sure if anyone believes in anymore, is going to deliver the best surprise, which is not candy. It shall be tiny squares of cardboard that are now worth (laughs) a lot of money. So that's what uh, is happening. For people that are not in that world, Mm -hmm. i.e. this guy, (laughs) what does that mean? Well... I guess they stopped making, there's like limited edition. So if you, you open up the pack and mm-hmm. then if there's a good one in there, they can be worth like thousands of dollars. I'm not kidding. So it's kind of like, if they get one, it's great. If they don't, we also go, why did we do this again? Mm-hmm. So that's what's on my mind. <laughs> the joys of parenting. The um, joys of parenting indeed. Holidays. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, there's a lot happening out there in the world. There's yes. a lot happening in the industry. Uh, our editorial team has been hard at work this week, just like they are every week, uncovering news within our space, diving into brands that you don't know but should. And here are some of our favorite headlines from the tease. One that's a top of mind for me that I thought was really interesting is that we got another celebrity entering the hair care market. This time it's Cardi B. Not a fan of all of her songs, but... That's the mom and me. Okay. Okay. Um, But she's getting into the hair care game with her own wig line. And the reason she was inspired to get into this endeavor was that so she could educate people on Afro Latina hair. And if you follow her on social, you do see that she does like specific kind of old traditional treatments on her hair and talks about her natural texture and, you know, the processing and, and things that she goes through and her hair goes to, to get Uh, some of her looks. So really interesting. I'll be interested to see how that goes and kudos for her to also educating along the way about different hair textures and types. So again, we're bringing, bringing that forward. For sure. Love that story. Uh, One thing that I'm really interested in is an initiative that ColourPop is undertaking. ColourPop Cosmetics is doing what Disney plus could not, which is Hmm. bringing back Lizzie McGuire. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) <laughs> They're doing a new limited edition Lizzie McGuire inspired collection for all of that hashtag nostalgia. 2000s are back, baby. Mm-hmm. So's Lizzie McGuire, apparently. And you can read the tease for all the deets. 
Another headline that I'm into uh, on the tease.com is that Paul Mitchell has now introduced bombshell beiges to their demi color line. Uh, you guys got to check that out. They're proving that beige is literally everything but boring. Uh, they go into the shades, all the deets that you could possibly need on the tease.com. Check that article out too. I want to see beige make a comeback. I think it's going to happen. It's here. Beige isn't boring. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, and the last bit of positive news that we've got for today is that the president has extended the deadline for the payment protection program, otherwise known as PPP, through May 31st. So, y'all, if you have not, please go to thetease.com, check out that article. It's really a relatively simple process to go through. Don't let the paperwork fool you. Um, just get through it. Make sure you submit because there's a lot of industries that are certainly taking advantage of this opportunity. And ours is one that has been hit the worst. So again, tease.com, the payment protection program extended through May 31st. As always, so much going on at tease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are incredibly proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. I cannot wait for you to hear this interview because we do talk hair, we talk matrix, but we also talk about his celebrity clientele, um, how he got into that business, and then also his kind of side hustle in gig that certainly brings out a new side of his creativity. So George Papa Nicholas, a wonderful interview. Thank you for your time. I know you guys are going to like this one. So, hey, everyone. Today, we have the one and only George Papa Nicholas, um, who is one of the hottest and most sought after colorists in Hollywood, a favorite among celebrities. He's worked with many it girls, including ones that we only have to say by their first name, Kim, Chloe, Courtney, Madonna, Brittany. Inspired by his sunny California hometown, George pioneered the beach style highlighting technique that have, has evolved in today's popular ombre and balayage techniques. George is the celebrity stylist for Matrix, makers of the finest professional hair care, hair color, and styling products. George, did I miss anything? Nothing. You got it. You had all of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got all the first name celebs. I mean, it's quite a roster. So kudos to you. I can imagine that your, uh, your appointments are book solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm lucky. Like, um, I think the one that you might have missed, I actually work in multiple salons. I, um, okay. You know, as of, as of this year, I'm more like LA, New York. But prior to that, I'd been doing like LA, New York, Miami, London, Bahrain, Qatar, and Dubai. So I had this oh crazy my. rotation for almost like 10 years of doing that. But now I'm just doing back no to like LA, New York now. And, and it's, it's, it seems a little more manageable. Okay. Will that go back to international once COVID is a distant memory someday? I don't know. You know, <laughs> the thing about international is like you got to, you have to like stay on the schedule you know, to yeah. maintain the clients. Sure. Otherwise everybody's brand new. And so when you're doing 15 brand new girls in one day, you want to kill yourself. So you <laughs> to make it easier, you have to kind of get in a rotation of going on a regular basis so that they become I see. clients. That way because more like touch-ups and maintenance. And that turnaround's fast. You know, that that's what I was finding with you know the Middle East and Europe. Like, you know, it's it's great to go to London on vacation, but yeah. you know, work is a different story because you, you have to go to bed early, you gotta be up early, it's long days. And it's just I mean, of, of and the work. time zones got to kill you too, right? Yeah, I mean, how different. do you? <laughs> Honestly, I'm a really good traveler. That's one okay. of the reasons I think I was able to do this for so long. Like, you know, I get on the plane and I'm out, you know, I fall asleep okay. right away. 
but but yeah it, it honestly no matter what it still wears on you I think the the 10 hour time zone changes there's no <laughs> way to, to say like yeah I can hit the ground running and and I think as right. I'm getting older, as I'm getting older, that's getting harder. You know, it's like it's different when you're 30, it's different in your 40s. You know? Yeah, I know. It's like I'm 42. And so it's like, oh man, where did <laughs> where did the energy go? Right. My body tells me no. <laughs> you're saying like two time zones. That's it. <laughs> that's amazing. So how did you get into styling celebrities? And and tell us, do you have, I don't know if you can tell us a favorite that you've worked with over the years? So starting with celebrities, um, you know, I, I think it starts off from the beginning days. You know, you, I apprenticed in a celebrity salon. Okay. You know, I got groomed by some of the top stylists. I worked under Sally Hershberger, Chris McMillan. Mm. So, you know, I had a good pedigree to start. Sure. And then, but, you know, just like everyone else, you know, you got on the floor and you got to, you know, prove your worth. Mm -hmm. And so it just really comes down to, I think, you know, I, I had a skill. I was actually good at it. I had a strong point of view. <laughs> Um, I, I took it really seriously that time of apprenticing. So for me, what, what I think I did that made me a little bit different than a lot of my peers was that, you know, I, while I was an assistant, I rented a chair in a different salon two days a week. Oh, so okay. the good thing was I made a lot of mistakes in that other salon. <laughs> so by the time I came to go to the floor, my salon was actually pretty good. The way it works in Hollywood is like, you know, my celebrity stylists refer their color clients to me, okay. which means they have to trust you and you have to be good enough. So you know, mm -hmm. not going through that learning curve in your major salon was kind of a good thing for me because by the time it was my turn to come up, it, it all blew up really quickly. Yeah. I mean, and you're that, not going to want to make a mistake on a celeb, right? Because then uh, your word of mouth and your cred's gone, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, and <laughs> as far as favorite celebs, like there's so many, it's hard to like pinpoint, but you know, I, I think for me, like, um, I'd say like some of my favorites, like Ella Pompeo is one of my favorites. It's just, yeah. She's just like real deal for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I grew up in LA. I don't get okay. sucked into the whole Hollywood. And I, <laughs> I, I always like appreciate people that, you know, are really smart. And a lot of like when they became famous as adults, they're more fully developed people. Sure. And you yeah. can talk to them about anything, like about art, architecture, travel, restaurants. Like I feel like it becomes like the more well-rounded person yeah. versus a lot of times when they become so famous so young they almost like stunts their growth. So it's hard to have yeah. like a real in-depth conversation with people sometimes. That's true. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the celebrity of it all looks wonderful, but I, there's gotta be times where it's exhausting, especially if that's the only life you know, right? Yeah, so. yeah, sure. <laughs> Great. So any any stories that you were like, I really, I really crushed this look. Like what is your crowning jewel? Like, do you have one? Oh God, there's been, <laughs> yeah, been a lot, I guess. Um, well, I think that those ones that are like, that made the most impact, you know, okay. I, I, when I did the ombre on Khloe Kardashian, you know, mm. years ago, you know, it, it like put that name of ombre on the map and it became That's one crazy. of those things where like, I was already really busy, but suddenly, mm -hmm. you know, I'd have like two month wait list in the salon and the wow. salon in New York was calling me and they were like, we've got 85 girls on your wait list. And it was, it was crazy <laughs> how this thing blew up, but it was, it was also the very beginning of Instagram. So it was ah, suddenly, yeah. it was okay. like that first big impact of like, whoa, you created a look and now it went viral. Yep. And, and what the great thing about it was like, I had just kind of started with Matrix right then. Okay. And we, we'd already had um, a class scheduled. that was going to be teaching a hair color class. Oh, and cool. initially they said, you know, it was going to be difficult to sell out, you know, LA, New York and Miami. So they're like, why don't we just stick with LA? Well, we, we ended up launching the class and the class sold out in 30 minutes. No way. On Instagram. So we moved okay. to a bigger yeah. venue 
the class sold out in 24 hours. Well, that had oh. never happened ever with like mm-hmm. any L'Oreal artist before. And it was just like that, again, it was like, it was those early days of Instagram. And I don't think any of us really realized the oh. reach that we yeah. had. And at the yeah. time there wasn't a lot of celebrity hairstylists doing education. You know, I was one of okay. the few that was actually going out there, like putting myself out there, not afraid of being on stage. And, mm-hmm. and it was such a fun class. And I remember like for so many people, that was their first time really learning how to do an ombre. What is balayage? Wow. How do I approach right. it? Like, you know, so many people hadn't really, you know, it's not something you learn in school. So That's for true. me yeah. to come from an upper level, you know, celebrity world, showing it to the world, it kind of like made this technique go viral and, and it became kind of like, it looked for for a lot of girls at the time. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's a moment in hair history, right? No, for sure. (laughs) That you ignited. I mean, reflecting on that's pretty big. There's a lot of bad versions too. So then you start to see like- (laughs) Yeah, don't talk about those. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So you mentioned that's at the time that you started with Matrix. Tell me about that initial relationship and and how the partnership sort of um, came to be. Um, so I, I previously been with another brand for about five years. And okay. so when Matrix approached me, it was, it was honestly like going in with the big fish. It was mm-hmm. kind of how I saw it. You know, there was one of the biggest brands being part of L'Oreal. You know, I yep. knew that there was going to be a bigger platform for me. And, and I actually like having like a little bit, I remember like what actually like my first intro to Matrix was actually going to Destination in oh, yeah. Okay. They were doing one of their Destination event kind of things mm-hmm. there. And when I saw how big the scale of this event was, it was one of those wow moments of like, whoa, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. And so um, when an opportunity came in that they were looking for a celebrity stylist to be their ambassador, it was like a great opportunity for me. And it's and I ended up loving the products too on top. So that's, that's always like the hard part. That's like, a good. You know, we yeah. could agree to do an endorsement deal, but if you actually don't love the products, where, where for me, like I'm a legit colorist in the salon, doing 20, 30 people a day. So for me, the products wow. have to form. And luckily I'm like a hundred percent matrix color in the salon and, and I okay. love it. And I don't even know if I could ever switch at this point. It's just, it's yeah. so second nature now. It's just ingrained, right? In, in yeah. your everyday and everyone's formula. So I know matrix had some big news this year. Their rebrand has officially launched. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Why you're excited about the rebrand. Um, you know, like I said, I, I've loved the product since I've got here, but like the new packaging, first of all, it's, it's so fun. Yeah. It's so bright. It just, it has like a young, fresh look and the reformulations it's, it's all pre-bonded now. So okay. the pre-bonding means that it's one step that I don't have to add into my, you know, my day because my days sure. are crazy. So if anything that can make my days simpler and easier for me is great. So they're pre-bonded, they're pre-blended already, just like they were okay. before. So, but I, not, not much change as far as the shade. So I don't have to adjust the formulas. I don't have to go through a learning curve. And for me, it's just taking the, what I was doing every day and it's just made it better and easier. And, and it's, and it's, and it's honestly going to build a business, not just from, you know, that it's performing really well, but because the client's hair is going to be feeling better, that's going to keep that retention and keep that client coming back because they know their hair is in optimum condition. That's amazing. So um, I love that too. My mom was a salon owner and stylist for 40 years and she was and still is a Matrix gal. So I I, I too have an affinity for the brand. (laughs) And I know that the brand is doing some amazing things as far as hair diversity with Matrix. Tell me a little bit about that scorecard system and, and how it works with internal labs and the education in our community. 
Well, I think I think the reality of you know what the U.S. and the world really is it's not it's not one type of hair. It's not sure. one type of texture. So you know we need to have products that are going to be you know accessible to all clients, all hair types, all textures. And and I think as colorists and stylists, we need to be able to to take every client. Like that's just going to make you a stronger stylist and colorist. And I think so many people are afraid of anything that's not what they do every single day. But really like hair, when it comes down to it, it's a fiber. It all kind of performs the same way, but you have to, you have to have, there's like nuances to it. You have to know, you know, if it's a tight, curly, you know, frizzier texture, how do you deal with it? What's the more gentle approach for that hair? Do can I put more heat, less heat? You know, every single hair type has so much variety. So you, the great thing about the matrix products is there's something for all types and textures. So there's, there's like, there's no client that can sit in your chair. They're going to be like, you know what? I don't have the product for you here because it's all available for us now. Sure. And that's, that's great. I mean, we see a lot about diversity and inclusion in our industry and, and certainly in the past, it's been elevated in the past 12, 18 months. So I think that's amazing. A great step for the brand. Tell me a little bit about, speaking of um, inclusivity, the importance of that in hair and in our industry today and, and kind of how that evolution has come to be. Um, you know, I think at this point, you know, there's, we have to find beauty in, you know, in every client and, yeah. you know, every texture, you know, I think, I think there was a time when, you know, there was like an it look and that was it. And you had to kind of like conform to it where now we're really finding the beauty and in, in everything, whether it's your natural texture, if it's like, you know, it, like a lot, but again, like not every client wants their natural texture. So that means That's like the, the girls that have curly hair that want it smooth and silky and shiny and how do we get them there? So it's not saying like you have curly hair, you have to stay with curly hair, you can't change. Like that's not the school anymore. Now you're really allowed to have that freedom where, you know, if if that's what you want, here you go. This is yeah. how you get there. Here's the roadmap to get that final beauty look that you want that you consider beautiful. You know, because again, it comes down to what we consider beautiful for each other and for ourselves. That's going to ultimately be the right decision. There's no one dictating what is beautiful anymore. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And have you seen any of your celebrity clients embracing more so their natural texture, natural color? I don't know if any of them have went gray. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We we talk about that, but it's I think, you know the gray is such a polarizing thing. I, I always joke. I swear to God, even if somebody came up with a formula <laughs> to, to eliminate gray, someone in L'Oreal would like probably have the murder. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think there's just too much money when I when I see gray hair. I joke when we see yeah. that. So yeah. I don't want to like. I don't, I'm like, I never encourage people to embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> I know we don't need to go there. We've got some product and innovation. Like, let's just stay the course. I know during COVID, it's been funny because I'll see like a mom from school or something that I haven't seen in a year. And I'm like, really? You're doing that? You're doing no, it today? No. I, I, if anything, I almost shame them and be like, you're not ready yet. We're not going there. Soon. You're too young. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> Always too soon. soon. Always too soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'll I'll go to my grave with my dark hair. <laughs> um, so speaking of product innovation, um, can you tell us a little bit about um, the reformulation of some of the fan favorites like So Color, Color Sync, um, some of those lines? Yeah, so you know we you know, it's the same ammonia based you know permanent line with So Color and okay. the demi permanent with Color Sync. The only thing that's changed now is that they are all pre bonded. So that means, right, you the, that, especially yeah. with the permanent, 
you know, when you're using permanent hair color, it changes the structure of the hair. And now what the pre-bonding means is it's like a buffer in between that helps preserve the cuticle, keep it in better shape, keeps okay. the hair shinier, healthier. So you're not really getting as much damage as you were previously when it was just, you know, the ammonia. And okay. if you wanted to protect it, you were having to add the bonder in separately sure. as a separate step, which most people were doing that with lightener. They weren't really doing it with color. So okay. now it's like one more, one less step and one less cost that you don't need to really worry about when you're formulating your, your colors. Yeah, and with the demis, you know, those are already more gentle to start, but okay. you're getting, again, that added protection with the pre-bonding. And, and what they're finding with these, even with the colors, like the shades haven't really changed. If anything, they're actually a little slightly better. They're lightly cooler, but just like it's such a subtle, slight change. Not that most colors would really notice, but when you, when in the lab, apparently there's like, there's like subtle changes, but, but in a good way. Okay, great. That's awesome. So what is in your toolkit right now? Um, as far as um, lightener or like as far as styling and products um, and yep. color products, like for me, like, you know, the lightener is the, is the key as a colorist. Okay. You know, I, and what we have is like, we have two new ones. Um, the, the, actually, the new one we have is the pre-bonded lightener as well. Okay. So what's great about that pre-bonded lightener is that it really lets me push the hair to the limits without worrying about the damage. Yep. So it really acts again as a buffer. It lets you maximize the hair without worrying about, you know, the breakage and the damage. That That's like a definite, you know, tool kit okay. in, um, in my color. Um, as far as styling, there's so much stuff, but I'm, I keep my styling stuff too, like pretty light. I like a flexible hairspray. Um, I like a dry shampoo. So those are the things that for me are gonna give me the volume, give me the movement, but I just like everything to be soft and touchable and just like very natural feeling. Got it. All right. So now we're going to switch to maybe a personal passion, which is real estate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about how your work flipping houses and buildings over the last 15 years, like let us in on that passion. Um, you know, what's funny. I, I always tell people, I'm like, it's a similar part of my brain as when I'm in the salon, like I'm doing a makeover. So mm -hmm. you have to see, you know, what are we starting with? What's our goal in the end? How are we going to get there? So for me, my brain works the same way it works in the salon in with doing the houses. And, and I think what ended kind of happening in initially was that like, you know, I bought a house that I was going to live in okay. and, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. So like, you know, I saved like mm -hmm. everyone else. And then, you know, I started doing the renovation and I was posting pictures of it, you know, online okay. as yep. I was going along. And a client called me one day and was like, Hey, I, I know you're not looking to sell, but I have a client looking for a place and I saw pictures of yours and I showed them to her and this is her price point. And it was, oh, wow. Money. <laughs> and so that kind of started this whole thing of like, okay. Oh my God, I just made a lot of money. And now we rolled it into the next one. And then I made mm -hmm. more money on that one. And it, and I, for me, it was, it was a lot of work. It still is a lot of work, but the way I justify it is like, how many highlights would I need to do to make that as much money. <laughs> yeah, and no it's kidding. A lot. It's a lot of highlights. So <laughs> I, at least I, I've been lucky enough that it's been a lot of highlights. You know, you, maybe one day I won't, yeah. but you know, so far, so far so good. But um, but yeah, so so for me, it's become kind of like a side gig, which which in a way, like what what I did, what, what my dad kind of coached me on, I think, was my okay. dad, my dad's a big real estate guy too. And okay. his, his outlook for me was always like, what are you going to do if you broke your arm? How are you going Fair. to take care of yourself? 
Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, you like to have a fabulous life. You like to live in a big fancy house. You like to travel. Like someone needs to fund it and it's us. So my dad kind of always kind of groomed me to set my life up in a way where there was passive income coming in. So like if I did break my arm, I knew that like my car is paid for, my house is paid for, I could yep. eat. And, and luckily it's like, it's worked in my favor. And, you know, initially when I first started making the investments, they kind of broke even, but okay. you know, cut to 10, 15 years on the road, they're doing pretty good now where I'm more like now doing hair ends up being more of like, I love it. And it's a hobby okay. and fun. And rather than like having to do it. And, and honestly, it's actually made me appreciate doing hair more when okay. you have to, because I'm like, well, why am I coming in here? Because there was a point where clients started asking me like, why are you still coming into the salon? And you and mm-hmm. I started wondering, like, I don't know, why am I still coming in the salon? Because I'm I don't I don't necessarily need to, but but sure. honestly, I, I love it. I'm passionate about it. I love my clients. It also gives me an identity, and and sure. I, I always worry like, what am I going to do all day long if I, if I don't have it? And <laughs> and I don't necessarily want to work seven days a week like I used to, but mm-hmm. if I work if I work three to four days a week, and you know, it's it's kind of on my terms now. Which, okay which I feel like that's the biggest luxury of like not having yeah. to go in and not having to say yes to every job. Because when you're young, like you need to say yes to everything. You're like, oh, how yeah. else am I going to eat? Like you have to, there's a certain, <laughs> you have to like pay your bills. So you have to say yes to every client where, or you, it's nice to kind of grow past that now. And, and now it's more fun. Yeah. Okay. Solid, solid advice from your dad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And do you have an aesthetic? Because we'll post this on reels and YouTube. So Everyone can see the aesthetic that I'm looking at behind you. And it looks very white, clean yeah. lines, very modern. Well, so like the, let me just give you a feeling. I want okay. when you walk into my house. I want you to feel like, don't touch that. I feel it looking <laughs> at you right now. <laughs> I don't even want to put my finger on the wall. <laughs> Perfect. That's working. It's working. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. All right. Yes, it's totally working. <laughs> I love it that you're a creator in all facets of your life because I mean, a, a bit about hair and cutting is certainly the lines and the architecture, if you will, of creating shapes and forms, which you're doing uh, with both sides of your, your life, if you will. So amazing. Yeah, it's, like having a, it's having a strong point of view. Like I think sure. with anything you do, whether it's home or color or styling, like not everyone's going to love what you're doing, but the yep. ones that do are going to like be obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's always been for me, like being a little bit like not, not that safe, you know, yeah. go a little bold, make it a little stronger, push the envelope a little. And I think, I think that kind of worked in my favor, especially in the, in the beauty industry. Cause I think for me, like when, when a lot of the looks that I was doing were really edgy at the time, you know, those were looks that were like, Whoa, but I think as a colorist, like I've had to evolve just like everyone, you know, if, if you're stuck doing that same hair color you're doing 10 years ago, you know, that's not, you're going to lose, you know, your clients really fast. So you have to kind yeah. of stay fresh, keep the current. And, and, and again, like I think working with matrix, that's one of the great things is that they're constantly throwing new stuff at me. <laughs> And then yeah, they're yeah. making me do it on beauty editors, which is it's stuff I've never used before. So I'm like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's experiment. And, and sometimes you end up finding like that great new product that I'm yeah. like, whoa, this is a new part of my you know, color arsenal, which makes me a stronger artist, which gives mm-hmm. me better end results, which ultimately gets more clients coming in because I'm constantly evolving as a colorist and becoming better and better. True. I mean, think of if you didn't have that strong point of view where would balayage be? Would right. it be? You know, I mean, that's really cool. That's that's awesome. So, so um, trends. All right, let's hear it for spring and summer 2021. 
I mean, I've been going to the salon the whole time during COVID, but yeah, um, <laughs> uh, so it's not like I'm emerging, I'm going to the salon because it's happening. Um, but what are some of the hottest trends that you're seeing or what are you, what are you working on? Let's hear it. Honestly, I think, I think people are ready for, you know, they've, they've been, you know, locked up in their houses for so long. And I, I honestly feel like an energy shift just in the last yeah, few years. Yeah, I agree. You know, people got their vaccine. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing clients that I haven't seen in a year. Honestly, sometimes they come in with a mask and they're brunette. And I'm like, who is that? No. You know, they're going to recognize yeah. you. But, but the one thing they all want, they all want to be light. You know, they yeah, all okay. want to be lighter. You know, whatever they like, let their like, highlights go for the last year. They're over that. So I do not see anyone wanting to go darker. In 21, it's definitely going to be people want highlights. They want to be brighter. Not, not just because of it's a, an aesthetic that makes them feel better, but they just... They feel like they're like, okay, I'm yeah. ready to go out. I'm ready to party. I'm ready to yeah. live again. I'm ready for that next chapter. And, you know, I think that's what I'm kind of seeing. And so as far as the trends with that, um, you know, there's the extreme. Like we're seeing a lot of the icy blondes, the baby blondes. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of girls want to do it. Like they've saved up a lot of money. You know, they yeah, have a job. If you don't lose your job, <laughs> yeah. you're doing pretty good still. Yeah. So, you know, there's like, there's two types. These are the ones that have no money at all, but there's the ones that have a job and just kept working from home. You know, mm-hmm. they, they want to invest it now into their hair and the beauty routine. So, you know, they know that it's an expensive look to, to keep up, but right. they're ready for it. And then, and then again, for like my brunettes and my, you know, more like the browns, the, the balayages, but, but in a more balanced way, I think people want, you know, more delicate highlights of the root, you know, okay. beachy sunkissed ends, you know, not such drastic, you know, black root light ends. It's a little yep. bit more balanced, a little bit more of the bronze kind of finish. So those are like probably the things that I'm seeing the most. Okay. I love it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm tracking with you on the energy thing, right? It's kind of like, all right, let's go. It's time. And what an awesome time for our industry too. I mean, if it would have happened in the winter, it would have been like, oh, all right. But now it's like blonde season. Like, let's oh, yeah. go. It's time sure. to lighten up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So um, we're, we're nearing the end and, and we like to share kind of a lightning round of a couple questions that we ask all of our guests. Okay. And it's just um, a quick take, if you will. So I'm going to start. The first one is a little strange, but it's been interesting to hear what people would say. So the first one is body wash or bar soap? Bar soap. Oh, you are the only the second person really? who has said that. I yeah. hate body wash. I'm really sensitive to soap too, but <laughs> I use the Cetaphil soap. That's like my like that's like my regular one. Oh, that's like age old go to, right? But it's yeah. super All gentle. Right. I feel like my skin reacts to everything, so. Okay, fine. I'll give you that one. There's no right or wrong answer. Okay. One product that you're loving right now, and this does not have to be in beauty or hair. It could be a kitchen gadget, something you're using with flipping your homes. One thing that you just can't live without right now. Um, I love the new Miss, the Miss Mess, the the new texture spray from Matrix. Okay. It's just like the perfect dry finish spray. It's perfect for my balayage looks because it gives them that PC texture. Okay. It's just for me, it becomes like, it's a staple for creating that perfect finish for the looks that I do in the salon. Okay, perfect. Got it. We'll link in the show notes to all of these things. Okay, what are you streaming right now? I mean, you're you're at home more than you have been, I feel like, in 2021. Uh, I've been traveling a lot, but... Um, oh, have you? Okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll delete that. Uh, but, I'll start uh, over. <laughs> I started watching Bling Dynasty. Oh, I know. And, oh, I it's, know. it's the one of those rich, it's like the rich Asians in Beverly Hills. Yes, I've seen it's, it. Oh my God. Like they're so extreme, but I love it. I, I know. <laughs> and Guy Tang's in it. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so extreme that it's it's 
it's nearly hard. It's pretty hard to relate to, right? You're just like, really? oh, no, I, I feel like maybe because I work with some of these clients, all right, like watching all right. their life, and they're just so unapologetic about it that it's it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So the last one is words of advice for pros who want to make it to the top of our industry. What do you have to say to them? You know, keep keep learning. You know, I think I yeah. think education, especially now, it's so readily available. There's so many digital yeah. platforms now where you know, you don't even have to go anywhere now. You can just do it from your living room. And, yep. you know, I, and I, what I find is that like, it's never too late to keep learning. Like I keep learning yep. every day. Like, you know, we just did, we just did a matrix global shoot last week. Oh, and cool. I was, there was one of the artists was a, uh, she's an African-American girl. Okay. And I was watching the way she was highlighting. And I was like, oh, hmm. uh-huh. like I had like an aha uh-huh hmm. moment. I'm like, here I am like 20 years in the industry. And I'm right. like, look how she's doing that. And it's like, for me, it almost felt like, she was approaching it almost like too heavy handed. But then when I looked at the end result, I was like, oh, wow, this hmm. is why when I do it, sometimes it's almost like a cheetah because I get spotty effects. Because <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay, don't yeah. be like, I think of it more like the way I'm highlighting Caucasian hair, where it's like it sits on top and lower and, you know, everything kind of like lays flatter on top of it. With, with African American hair, it doesn't lay like that. It, it kind of hmm. goes out. So when you don't approach it with like saturating all those ends, the hmm. end result is not so balanced. I'm like, oh my God, like, Here's a day just like, you know, 20 feet away watching somebody and it's going to make me a better colorist when somebody yeah. comes the next time. So I think like you never really stop lear- learning. You never stop evolving. And it doesn't have to be as my assistant at, like two feet away from me. Like if I can learn it watching somebody 20 feet away, you could definitely sure. learn it from, you know, your living room watching your computer. That's great. I love it. Any final kind of parting words about you know, what the future looks like for 2021 for Matrix or for you? Um, for, I think like this year is going to be exciting. You know, I think, I think there's so much pent up energy and demand from yeah. all of us. You know, I think we're all so ready to get back in there with like live education. There's so much hunger. You know, there's also like, there's like that young generation who, you know, yeah. didn't get a chance to really like have, like at least like in California, like the salons was shut down for so long. Yep. So, you know, I, I almost feel like my assistants of the past year, like, they work for a month, we shut down for three. We work for another month. And so like they they almost have to be retrained every okay. single time we go in. And and I, and I feel like they almost need like an extra year. Just, just yeah. like, and it's going to suck for them. But like, yeah. I, I always tell them like, invest in it now and it's going to set you up for the rest of your career. But, but we have to keep learning. We have to keep evolving. And, and I think, you know, I think we're all excited about, you know, the world opening up, things getting back to normal yeah. and, you know, and, and just learning. And, and the, the new brand has so much to offer and the results are going to be so awesome that I think the colors are not going to be, you know, unhappy with like experimenting with the new shades. Because we also were launching so many new shades as well that, that that's also okay. add to the arsenal for the colorists to just make the end work even that much better. Beautiful, of certainly beautiful new packaging, right? But even more so over that, the simplicity and the extra bonus and value that you're getting with with the new line, it sounds like it's a total win-win for all of the stylists out there and colorists. Yeah, for sure. George, it was so great getting to know Thank you. you Thank it's you. Thank yeah, you. but I hope to meet you someday in person. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, we'll talk soon. Thank okay, you guys. Thanks, have a good night. All right, Jeff, so what'd you think? Oh my God, so fun. He's incredible, but aren't all of our guests. George, though. I mean, the fact that he has such a passion for real estate and flipping projects and just brings his 
insanely amazing aesthetic to the table. Um, it is, it's great. I don't know if you noticed his background, but in how he mentioned that he's like a fingerprint free home. <laughs> so resonates with me because I mean, having two little kids, there are fingerprints, but I'm a pretty fingerprint free sort of home too. I am. So there you go. Um, wonderful interview. Excited to see all of the additional product innovations that Matrix has coming out for us in 2021. They're already on a roll. It's only April. So again, thanks to George and the Matrix team. Uh, we'll keep our eye on you for the remainder of the year. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees, and send in questions to volume up at thetees.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Stephen Chopper. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode and to Josh Landowski for editing so you can watch and listen on YouTube. 